Today, on Memento Sumptus, we're going to be visiting Brett's story uh, with the Catholic faith and his experience with the Catholic Church. Over the past two weeks, Brett and his wife have been visiting a Catholic parish. So today we want to talk about, you know, their experience and their perceptions of what we believe, what we do, what we practice. So, Brett, tell us a little bit about that. What are you currently? Are you Protestant? First of all, I just want to address your your voice was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, secondly, yes, um, I'm currently Protestant. Uh, on the journey to converting to Catholicism, which I'm very excited about and uh stressed about in a in a small way because my wife grew up pentecostal i grew up non-denominational she has a father that is a preacher at an at a pentecostal church she has a grandfather who has his phd in theology and is also a preacher at a pentecostal church i don't i don't know if his is pentecostal or just protestant Regardless, it's uh it's a tough thing to to deal with, and okay. I've what is go ahead sorry no 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 go ahead and she's what is she currently what is she non denominational yeah we're I mean we in the past we've found a before I was really convinced on the Catholic faith and the Catholic Church we found a protestant church non-denominational that we have been going to she hasn't been to a pentecostal church in a while other than her father's and i don't know if she she kind of claims to be pentecostal but kind of just claims to be christian um she's she's pretty she's pretty strong in her faith She's she's the reason that I'm a Christian in the first place. To be honest with you, I've I've come a long way from my past and dealt with my ups and downs like everybody else. But I kind of fell away, and when when her and I were dating for the eight years that we dated, it just kind of came apparent to me that Christ needs to be in my life, especially that she she wants to see me as the spiritual leader of our household and we don't have kids yet but when we do she wants me to be the spiritual leader of our child or our children too so it's a uh it's an interesting place that i'm in right now because i'm fully convinced of the catholic church and the papacy and the whole nine and she's not necessarily fully convinced but she uh, is making progress how, how long you've been playing with this now the catholic stuff even we'll say even because i know at first you were just kind of like just read a few things here and there but even right. that we'll just kind of yeah. yeah no i was i was extremely lax on it at the beginning but you've been catholic for what two years now 27 years, baby. 
Yeah, it, yeah, two years, and I studied it for about two and a half before I converted. Yeah, so I, I'd, I'd say probably two and a half solid years. Because I think once you were convinced of it, I kind of uh, leaned into you more in the aspect of trying to learn more about the Catholic faith. And I've been extremely lazy in the past, and I'm still kind of lazy, but not as bad as I was. And so I didn't want to pick up the books, and I didn't want to do the research and try and learn all these things, especially when I had you to lean on and, and just kind of pick your brain a little bit, but you were learning yourself and still are for that matter. So yeah. it's it's been about two and a half years since I've started to look into Catholicism, but it's been about a year since I really started to to really do in-depth research and watch podcasts and learn stuff about the Catholic faith that I felt was extremely important. And it's when I, that, that year of me really diving in, it was like, I'm not, I didn't dive in to prove the Catholic faith wrong. I dove in to learn more about the Catholic faith. And I've done in the past in like high school, I did some research on Buddhism and Hindu and many other things. Cause I was lost and really wanted to find a place. And once I, it was almost immediate. Once I started doing research on the Catholic faith, like in-depth research, I, I started to lean towards it more, but I, misunderstood how much of a change in my life this would take and just talking with you and zach and of course zach's story is a whole nother story but just the whole um headbutting with you two it was at first it was confusing and then it started to shape itself without me even even having to try and with that being said, it was like I would just wake up some mornings like once I really once I really said that the Catholic faith is, is the one true faith to me and the one faith that I want to lean towards, it was a challenge because I started to understand the responsibility of being Catholic. And that once you have this right. information, you're held to you're held to the higher standard and you're expected to to live out this faith and there there's always i don't know i I don't want to say there's always going to be days because i don't know but at the same time there could always be days where i'm just like i wake up in the morning before mass like last sunday i'm like i i don't want to be catholic today man this this is a lot of work this is this is just a lot (laughs) But, he said, "It's my day off, boy." Yeah, and you—you you know what's funny. interesting, though. <clears throat> Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. Go ahead. I well, I was just gonna say it's you know, I I just made this connection, but you and I, Brett, almost kind of wanted it. it. Well, I don't know if I could say that, but we were just kind of like. Okay, I'm not opposed to this. Where Zach kind of came kicking and screaming, you know, 
it's just it's interesting that we have such it's interesting that you and i submitted so because we're so weak and so just absolutely i'm just kidding but i don't know it was just yeah that was interesting yeah and and the morning that i it was literally last sunday i woke up laying in bed with my wife i just want to turn over and turn on the tv and just relax but i know i have a more more responsibility than that and i rolled over and i was like my alarm went off i, was like, I don't want to be catholic today let me just sleep in and then i sat there for a minute and i was like no 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 there's 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 so much more to this than just what i want and this this fleshly need and want to 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 sleep in and just forget about everything and it's it was so good because once i got to mass i felt so good and not only that but father juan was talking about come to come to christ as you are when you pray and i have such a habit of of going to christ in the same way every day i'm trying to be upbeat and 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 high spirited and just thank God for everything he does and please just help me on my journey kind of thing. But really I need to come to him and say, God, I'm not feeling it today. Help yeah. me because I can't do it alone. Yeah. You know, I, I actually just to touch on that really quick, just so you're not talking the entire time. I'm sure yeah, you're yeah, of that, <clears throat> but I went to, oh, I just went to the church the other day. And I, you know, it's been, I don't know, two weeks since I've been to confession and I've been in a state of mortal sin for maybe, a, I guess about a week. Um, <clears throat> but one morning I just woke up and was just feeling heinous. I don't know why. Well, I got turned down from the job application. That was just another thing, right? But after that, it was just like, all I started thinking about was like, you're such, you're so, you're such a just heinous person. But anyway, I, you know, um, focusing on the sin part, maybe a little too much. I don't know. There's some good came of that, but I ended up just going to the church. I didn't know what to do. I was just kind of like, I don't, I don't feel like doing anything. So I was like, I don't have anything to do right now except study Salesforce, but I'm just going to go to the church and pray in front of the sacrament. And so I did. I just, and honestly, I didn't pray any formal prayers. I just went in. It was silent. Nobody was in there. I just got on my knees and I just stared at the tabernacle for a while. And I just was thinking about how useless I was. And, uh, and then eventually I started praying some, but it was all just like, I was really just confessing to Christ. Like I was just like, yo, this, this is, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but these are my sins, essentially. And I prayed and meditated on him for a little bit and sat there and, again, chastised myself for a while and then moved on. And, and after I left, I was just like, I, I, I felt the, a bit of his peace, I guess, if you will, like, you know, almost like, Okay, I, I don't want to say that, but uh, I just felt better, you know, 
it was just it, like I was still in a state of mortal sin, but it was just you know it, it, the sins. I for some reason after that I wasn't I wasn't looking at the sins, and I'm getting a little off topic, but uh, I wasn't really looking at the sins quite like uh, like I should have been. Well, I'll just put it that way. I was I was looking at them as if they were part of me, when really I should have been looking at them like this is I've fallen short. And now I need to repent and confess. That's it. You know, sometimes there's, you know, maybe some more thought that needs to be put into your sins, you know, but, uh, you know, to just sit there and feel condemned, you know, I, I don't know how beneficial that is, though Christ can use it for sure. Uh, but, yeah, it was definitely just like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, I'm going to go sit in front of the sacrament. I feel like a useless slot right now. Just got turned down. I feel like the whole world has rejected me. You know, not literally, but kind of. Like, I'm unhirable. And I just went and sat in front of the Eucharist. And it was just, I don't know. I mean, like, it was kind of like, this is what I am. You know, it was interesting, though. Yeah, it was. I I enjoyed it. I need to do it more, honestly. But, um, but yeah, so. uh, There was just something I was going to ask you about. So you're the the books you're reading. So Emily is not really doing her own research yet, right? Or like maybe here and there type of thing. Yeah, more so here and there. there. <laughs> um, I'd say yeah, more here and there. Um, she's getting a lot of information from me, from you, from Zach, from from our conversation. Um. Just in general, and she she obviously forms her own questions, and they are basically relayed to me, and I don't necessarily have the answers to the questions because I'm still learning myself. But there's some answer or there's some questions that she has that her and I have conversations about it, especially as of late with us going to mass. It's I think that's done tremendous good in in, in this whole process. Because, surprisingly, I mean, yeah, maybe and, not so surprisingly. Well, I mean, I was I was surprised myself because I I, I even told you, you asked me if I was going to ask her some questions after mass once we after lunch after we got home, and I was like, no, I'll probably I'll probably hold off just so I'm not overloading her, and she ended up coming to me asking questions after mass, so it was it was a really good thing that we like last mass when father Juan spoke the majority of the time and she really enjoyed father Juan, And that was just something that her and I got to experience. And then after we got home, we, we had conversation and conversation went well. And she had questions that we basically talked through and she got the answer that she needed. And it was mostly about prayer and the prayers that go on in, in the Catholic church, because her initial concern was that the Nicene creed, I believe in one holy apostolic or one holy holy Catholic Catholic apostolic. apostolic. Yeah. And to me, that's, not necessarily something we can talk through 
that's something that she has to do research on. That's something that she has to be, she has to have faith in the Catholic Church. So to me, that that part will come in time. But she was questioning the uh, Christ's descent into hell after he was crucified. And that's fair. Basically, we we she she wrote down the question on her phone. She sent it to me, and I just said, "All right, let's talk about it now." Instead of me going to you guys and talking to you and giving her your answers, let's let her and I talk through it. And we talked through it, and it was it was liberating on both parts because she got she got the answers that she needed, and I felt much better. She wasn't angry. She didn't get an attitude. Nothing like that. But she's prone to do. Um, but yeah, it's it's ever since we've gone to mass these two times, it's been something's something's changed, and it's been a good change. And I I got her to I asked her, did you cross yourself or did you genuflect before entering the pews after? at any point during mass and she said no and i said why and she said because i don't really know how to do it oh. that's a simple fix simple fix yeah. i showed her how to do it i showed her how to do it and and she she did it there as we were having conversation and ever since we've gone to mass we've not every night i'd say the past two or three nights we've prayed together before we went to bed and i've been because i don't really have time to do my bible in a year until time for bed i go sit down in bed open up the bible open up Paolo, read along as father mike talks and she will straight up mute the tv and she'll listen with me and then once that's once that's done I I go into prayer, and she, like, her full attention is with me. I have her full attention, and she's in full prayer with me. And we've even done, I do a prayer, and she does her own prayer the first night while I'm doing mine. The second night, I prayed out loud, and she was fully immersed in it. And then she prayed out loud, and then the third night, we prayed we kind of both like silently prayed together i don't know it was it was it was a great thing and i think we're i think we're making progress and one thing that i mentioned to her after our last time going to mass is that like and and to me the best way to approach this is that she's she's making this change in her life if she's if she's gonna make this change She's making this massive change in her life, and it is a change in your life—a massive change. And I've I've accepted that, and I've fully embraced that. So, I have I I almost feel like she thinks that at some point she she thinks that she's in this alone, like she's going through all her stuff alone, and that's not the case at all. And I had to reiterate to her that whether you convert or not. We're going to be going through RCIA together. We're going to mass together. We're praying together. Like, this is all things that you and I are doing together. So when you have concerns and you have questions, feel free to ask me. 
I'm not going to get upset. And I've, I've done so much better about that with her being more open to it. And, and my, my second point to the conversation was being, being honest, being open and honest. When I woke up this morning, I told myself I did not want to be Catholic because it's just so much, there's so much responsibility in it. And because it's such a major life change, it's like, yeah, I, I just want to be comfortable today. I don't want to step outside my comfort zone. I don't want to go do all these things and cross myself and try and keep up in mass because we don't necessarily know what we're doing yet, and that's fine. But that's what I told her. We're in this together. And she, when she told me that she took time during communion to get down on her knees and pray in the pew, that was like one of those moments where I was like, we're we're making serious progress here, and I'm I'm extremely happy with the progress. We still got time before RCIA to kind of iron some stuff out, or develop more questions for RCIA, and then once we enter RCIA right. together, we can have our concern, our questioning, our debates, and blah blah blah. And then, I I just I think it's going in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly sounds like it. But let me ask you this: when when you say that she feels kind of alone in this, is she more? Do you think she's referring to you because you're kind of already convinced, or do you think it's more of because you know this could very well change the relational uh, the relate the dynamics of the relationship in her family now? You know, God willing, it doesn't. But, but do you think that had, do you make do you think that loneliness is coming from her family side or from you being convinced? And she kind of feels like you know she's sitting here like, well, I, I don't I don't see it the way my hubby does. You know, I'm not that convinced type of thing. Or yeah, do, I, I definitely you know? think it comes. I definitely think it comes and. She's given me liberty to speak on her behalf. So when I say I think, I mean she's literally told me. It's more both. Because I am convinced and I'm entering RCIA with the intent to become Catholic. Where she's in entering RCIA with the intent to learn if she wants to become Catholic. And then with her family, that's... that's I mean, I already said her her dad's a Pentecostal preacher. Her grandfather's PhD in theology, and he's a preacher of another Protestant church. It's I think he's Pentecostal, by the that, way, is he not? Her he grandfather? Could be, I don't. Yeah, I he thought he be, was. I don't remember? I know he's led some Church of God of Prophecy. He's led some Church of God. He's led some Pentecostal. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent on that. Right. But it's it's. The fact that she she doesn't know what's going to happen next if she decides to convert. Will her family completely just leave her in the dark and act like she's going to go to hell? And that's, and I told her that's something that I don't necessarily understand as much as I would like to understand and help her through this. I don't because... Like, our family is understanding. Our family is, if you believe in Christ, then then by all means do what you got to do. 
but I mean, yeah, they have their they have their nonsense to say, but they're not gonna turn away from us because we're Catholic, and they're not gonna say you're not a Christian because you're Catholic, and they're not gonna say you're going to hell because you're Catholic. Like all this nonsense that that I've heard before, and it's it's no doubt a hard thing to deal with. And I listened to a podcast today with Cameron Berdu, per, Berduzzi and Bert. I, it was Bert. I think it's Bert, but anyways, is it? I think so. <laughs> I I always forget his name. Zach, what is it? You know, Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi, that's right. With the T. Yeah, Cameron Bertuzzi. B. B. Er, two, T, Zuzi. Anyways, okay. I was listening to a podcast with him and a Protestant, and he was essentially, it was, the podcast was essentially about what would him converting to Catholicism cost him? Ah, I, I started this, but I only got like 10 minutes in and then I got distracted. Yeah, no, it's good stuff because it's um, Cameron. Cameron addresses the fact that his wife is not on board with being Catholicism or being Catholic, being Catholic, being Catholic, and he just hasn't necessarily brought it up to her because he's not, he's not on his one hundredth percentile or whatever his scale is that he needs to be before he can convert. He's not there yet, so he hasn't brought it up to her in the in the aspect of I'm gonna convert. Like, what are we gonna do next? And I'm I'm following his his conversion closely, and I say conversion because I see him converting, and I truly I think he's gonna convert. And with his whole situation being similar in ways to mine. And Dr. Scott Hahn, for that matter, it's just ever since I saw uh, ever since I saw him on Scott or on uh, Pints with Aquinas, I the fact that he was trying to learn more about Catholicism to go through this conversion, I was extremely intrigued. And while I wouldn't do it the same way he does, because like you said, we kind of just submitted to it because it's got so many facts in my opinion and it's backed by history that it's just it's a different situation with us but still his situation is similar with his wife being involved and i would like to see follow that progression of him converting to catholicism but yeah the and i think i i just ordered the and in fact it's probably here already but um, I ordered Rome Sweet Home because I emailed Dr. Scott Hahn and he, unfortunately, he wasn't able to get back to me, but thankfully his, somebody, his assistant was, and she basically, um, guided me to read Rome Sweet Home because it explains his whole conversion process and how his wife dealt with it and how they dealt with it as a relationship and a family because that's one thing that I'm not going to let happen is I'm not going to let my conversion break up our family and that was my concern in the beginning more so now 
because Emily's made so much progress and we've come to the point where she's perfectly okay with going to mass with me. She's she's gaining things from mass. She's feeling better in mass. She's she's understanding what's going on. And while she probably I think doesn't understand the papacy and apostolic succession and all that, she understands from my understanding of what she's saying, she understands transubstantiation. She understands uh, communion. She understands the Eucharist. And I, I'm so thankful that, you, Wes, you were able to talk to her and help her understand praying to the saints. Because I heard Cameron Bertuzzi say in, in that interview today that he was literally like, what's the difference in you asking a preacher to pray for you or your friend or your neighbor to pray for you? Granted, they're alive, but these people are closer to God now. So, yeah, we've been making progress. Yeah. And I, I, I continuously pray, and I ask I ask St. Joseph and the Blessed Mother to pray for me. But I, I, yeah, I continue on my journey, and I hope to see things progress in a, in a much better way than they are now. Yeah, I think uh, you know the a lot of the transition from being Protestant to Catholic. It just it, it's a it, it's it's time consuming, really, and it's not something that I think can or should be rushed. And like you know, something as simple to me now is praying to the saints, like. You know, when you told me that as a Protestant, it was it was off putting. It was like this says right here, do not communicate with the dead. That that what it says right there now. Um, and you know, it took me some time. And I, I honestly, after and this isn't about me, but um, it it took me about a about a full year, maybe or close to it, before I really started praying to the saints. Because I was a little, I wouldn't even say I was really uncomfortable with it, but I just didn't understand it enough, you know? So I was just like, well, I don't have to do it, so I'm not going to do it. Um, and I studied it over time, and I just, I stayed patient with it, you know, and just kind of let let my different avenues of study, you know, try to reveal that information to me. And uh, I think what did it for me is, coming to the understanding that the Jews prayed uh, to and for the dead, you know? Um, and so it was kind of like, okay, given all the stuff that the Catholic church is saying about it and then how the Jews kind of viewed it, essentially it was just kind of like, okay, I, th I think I have enough information to, to feel comfortable doing this. And so I just kind of started doing it and, and I still study it more, though. You know, it's it takes time. It really does. It's again, it can't be forced. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I'd say, you know, she's probably gonna have her good and bad days, right? I, I think, right? Yeah. And I, I think you just gotta stay patient with it, stay consistent with it, you know, and just and let it evolve. But 
in my personal experience, when you give uh, when you give a dog a bone, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, but when you when you start giving little, gaining little little bits of ground, you know, because that truth is there, I think it draws people in more and more. Like through the work of the Holy Spirit, through people's humility, you know, and it draws them further in. And, and I think it doesn't take very long, you know, it's a general statement, but I don't think it takes very long before people are starting to go, I want to know more, you know? And, and so they may run this course on the papist. Oh, well, that's a little bit more of a complicated one, I guess, but praying to the saints, she may run that course and be like, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then she might, well, actually, now I want to know about this. You know, so I think it I think it can naturally progress. I think it draws our curiosity because there's something so profound there. Um, but at the heart of it, it does take time. You know, so that's that's just yeah. part of a big decision of this and nature. I think, I think it's helped that I from a place of, uh, place of love more than a place of like before when we would talk about it it would she would say things that would like I don't know if she meant them to get under my skin but they would I don't know if she was just speaking her mind and they got under my skin but regardless it got under my skin and I would get angry versus now it's like I understand that I need need to come from a place of love like Understanding that has helped me so much in the sense of I can have a conversation with her. Regardless of what she says, I'm going to be understanding. I'm still going to be her husband at the end of the day. I'm still going to love her. And as long as this takes, I'm willing to wait, and I have faith in God. And, I mean, she's told me before that I don't ever see myself converting. I don't ever see myself being interested in Catholicism. I don't ever see myself doing this, doing that. And that's like when it clicked with me. Like, okay, but I have faith in God, and I trust God, and I trust that he will work with you and work through you in ways that you can't understand. And that means you think this thing right now, but when God comes to you and with this information comes to you, there, you, you can't dispute it. And if you do, it's like, okay, let's have a conversation about it. It's not, it's no longer, I mean, she literally, after our conversation outside after Mass, she literally came in and said, look at us, a little Catholic family. <laughs> like, that, that shit made my heart smile. I believe it. I believe it. So, look, there is, while we're on this, because I want to hear, I'm interested to hear, kind of your experience walking in. I want to hear your first experience at a nor not at the wedding, you know, the first Sunday mass walking into the church. Do you, do you have a lot to say about it or cuz I just I want to vicariously experience this through you if if you would. Uh cuz I remember mine obviously but you know it's curious to hear what was all going through your mind when we were doing all the cult-like stuff? <clears throat> um, so, 
the first time, it was a bit stressful. I felt like I was not necessarily out of place, but I just didn't know what was going on enough to participate in a way that I wanted to participate. And it's not like I felt like I was being judged because that's actually surprisingly because I'm used to Protestant churches or Baptist or whatever. I wasn't feeling judged at all. I just felt like I should be doing more and I couldn't do more because I didn't know exactly what was going on. And it felt like, like everything is so serious and like, it's, it's like you have to be on your best behavior, and and by the time I got to the second pass, it was like, like we're in the presence of Christ. Yes, that is a serious thing, but Christ also wants us to to enjoy enjoy the moments we have with Him, and then enjoy the moments that we have with the people around us. Not feel like I, I have to stand like a statue the whole time and I have to cross myself at the perfect time and and I have to repeat everything that everybody's saying like it's 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 not about that and I don't know it was just by the time I got to the second mass it was like it was like polar opposites almost it was like I mean I didn't pray the first time I got to mass when we were waiting the second time I did because I understand now that I'm in the presence of God. I need to take this time and pray to God because he's right in front of me. And obviously not knowing the prayers is something that I wish I knew more of, but I also ordered a prayer card, and I've been looking over it, trying to follow along. They have the books right in front of you, so you can follow along. I mean... Literally, the first Sunday, I opened the book. He's going over the liturgy. And I was just staring at the book. I didn't know where he was at. (laughs) And I just felt like a lost puppy. Like, literally, I was like, I don't know where he's at. And I was like three pages off. But it's it's fine. It's okay. He said, no, I'm tracking. I'm tracking, boy. We good, baby. Go ahead. Did we lose you again, or was my joke that bad? Say what? It's um. Uh, my, I didn't know. My headphones are going crazy. Okay. It's, what were you about to say, Zach? You ain't talked the whole time, boy. It's important to remember what the liturgy is there for, and how it conforms us to be more Christ-like. How it's representative of what we're doing. Uh, when we when we go into the uh, when we go into heaven, so if you go and you have no idea, well, guess what? Your band be once at least, right? We all get to experience it. None of us are born Catholic, right? So, so you get to experience that liturgy for the first time, and because you didn't grow up with it, because you're learning it as an adult, it's much more purposeful. You get to ask questions of why, why do we do that? Why is the bell ringing? Why do we sing the same song every Sunday? Right? What, what do these things mean? Uh, so, so you get to be a little bit more hyper-vigilant on it. And you, you know my philosophy. 
you know, we, we, uh, children mumble before they can speak, right? They interpret or they, they, uh, they mirror their parents. So if it makes you feel better to hold that book, even if you're completely lost, hold that book until you figure out how to navigate it. Hey, do it, do it, man. The only thing I would say there is if it's distracting you, put it down. Put it down. Yeah, just, and just, just just listen and watch. Not the people. The people. And I'm matter. with you. I'm with you because the the second time I went, I made sure I found where I was, found the page, and somewhere I lost where I was. So I literally just put my finger in the page, closed the book, and just listened. Because I wanted to make sure that I got, I retained what he was saying, not just trying to follow along in this book. And it's it's just simple stuff like that that's like already on the second day or second time going to Mass, I feel so much more comfortable that I can just, let me just put this aside and let me just pay attention and listen. Yeah, you, you don't get brownie points for knowing how the missile works. Yeah. <laughs> You're, uh, again, yeah. It's, it's important to know how to navigate those documents for sure. But I, I would say that it is by no means a top priority when you first walk in there, especially since you're you're doing two things. Right? You're you're going to to worship and to be fed as a Christian, but also you're emotionally strained. Because you're with him, right? And you're concerned, like, how is she going to respond to this? Oh, how how's this and that, right? So there's already a distraction there and a stressor, right? It's both. Uh, and, and it's not out of an annoyance or anything like that. It's, it's out of love and affection. Like, you want to make sure that your spouse is, is you know, comfortable. So with all that going on, it it would probably be a little bit better uh, especially since Wes has a missile, I mean, even an older one, right? Just to sit down and just learn how they flow, right? And when you're not at church, when 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 it's just a casual event compared to trying to figure out how this works on the fly and also checking on her and also trying to pay attention and looking at Wes and, 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 and right? It's a thousand different things. Um, but ultimately, the important thing to remember is that you're there to worship. Right, yeah. that's that's the first thing, uh, and and that stressor of having Emily there. Why it is a stressor? Uh, the best thing you can do is just leave by example. And when yeah, lost, and I you think, know that she's going to be lost, and that's completely okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and she literally, bro. When I tell you, I was I was so lost in trying to find the page, and I look over at her. And she's already on the page following along. I'm like, okay, let me just close this and look on with her. <laughs> he said, what are you, stupid? <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I do remember... Go ahead, Wes. Um, I, I do... I was just going to say, I do remember when Aaron started going to Mass with me. It was very different than going by myself because, you know, with myself, I'm just... It's just me. But when she was still getting back used to it, I was constantly like, 
oh, what does she think about this? What does she think about that? Oh, I hope she isn't off put by what he just said or what we just did, you know, all these other thoughts. And, uh, I mean, now doesn't really, you know, it's like, it doesn't, it's just not the same as it was, you know, by any means. I still like, there is still times where, and this is just the type of person I am, where when sometimes when we recite the Our Father or I look over and I see the entire family like bowing their heads and even like the little children, you know, and everybody's holding hands, which is kind of controversial. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's it's like moving. And even sometimes when uh, when we sing uh, like like Christ have mercy on us, Lord have mercy on us. It's just like, hold it together, brother. Hold it together. Don't cry now, boy. And you know, with the with the, when we say the Our Father, right after that, we show each other the sign of peace. So if I start crying during that, now, oh, oh, peace be with you, brother. You know, like I can't let that happen. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you said that, but it, it's it's just interesting, for sure. Um, yeah, and I'm. <clears throat> I'm so glad that that you and Aaron go to mass together because that's to me that's something that Emily should see is a woman, a Catholic woman in Christ that is submitting to her husband. And I mean, like, I, I'll cut this out or I'll I'll edit this out if I need to, but like, you didn't take communion because you didn't go to confession. And Aaron stood up and she took communion because she she she's done her due diligence. And to me that was something that was something really beautiful to see because it's it's not about at that point it's not about the marriage. It is a little bit, but it's not about the marriage. It's about you and Christ. And so for her to to, to do what she does and you stay back and on your knees in prayer is it's an unfortunate thing but it's also a beautiful thing and it and it led me to drop to my knees and pray for you because you were going through this and it's it's it sucks but at the same time god is merciful and i can't take communion so what else am i going to do i mean i feel like i should pray that i could take Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I would I would say that it is about the marriage in that in that particular moment. Uh, because if if she's doing as she's supposed to 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 go through confession to be, you know, right or in a state of grace it would behoove her to partake of the sacrament, to be a better Christian, to be a better wife, to be a better person. So in that way, she's doing her due diligence, both as a, a Christian and both as a spouse. And and Wes yeah. could have easily walked up there with her, and he could have just crossed his arms, got a blessing, and and went on about his day, um, and, and things of that nature, going back to the pew and, and prayed a little bit more. But... I think sometimes people think that 
that this we're in lockstep, we're arm in arm, and we never argue and we never disagree and we we run through roses. That's what a marriage should look like, but it, it's it's just really not. It, it's it's about the first thing about you know putting God first and then putting the the marriage there right above the children, above this, that, and the other. Um, so I I think if you're in a situation where you see the the spouses separate during you know something as intimate as a sacrament then that's just showing you the faith that they've built both in each other and 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 both with christ so so that's very much the marriage yeah yeah i'm definitely with you i never really though the one time i saw it i never really thought about it like that but that's a good point um yeah, see, I, I think it's interesting to hear your perspective on things like this. And I thought, you know, I don't typically, if I'm in a state of moral sin, I generally won't go up there. That particular day, I was kind of like, maybe I should. Um, I don't know why, but then I was like, but maybe I should just hang back here with Brett and Emily, you know? And then I was like, well, okay, if Father One's in my line, then I'll run it. If it's a lay person, then I'll just stay here. And so it was a lay person. I was like, well, I'll just stay here and pray. Uh, but, yeah, it is interesting hearing your perspective on all that stuff. Like, Because it always makes me wonder, because like, I'm kind of in, I'm indoctrinated now, you know. But, like, what you know, if Mom and Dad were at masks with us, you know, and they saw me hang back, you know, what would they think? What would they wonder? What questions would they have type of thing, you know? Um, or even like, did Emily think it was weird or was she like, he should have gone up or he should, or just been indifferent about it, you know? Uh, they're just, it's just interesting to hear people's thoughts on stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, and Emily asked me, did Wes not go to confession? I was like, no, he was supposed to go when when him and Zach and I were hanging out, but he didn't. So yeah, I I she she asked me straight up about it, but I mean, we're not perfect. We have our flaws, yeah. so it is it is what it is. We 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 do better in the future, and we move on. Right. Yeah. So see, and I, so she likes his homily right yeah did you what did you think about it were you like hey good stuff no yeah I liked it a lot i mean granted i've only heard two priests i mean that i can remember i've been to a mass before when i was a teenager but i don't i didn't pay attention um that was father two, adrian by the way yeah exactly <laughs> uh, the two that i've paid attention to one was the deacon mostly talking and then father Juan did the Eucharist and the sacrament. And that was pretty much it versus this time it was fully father Juan. And I mean, I, I enjoyed it when he was, that man said, no, tell me what he said. You have the book in your hands, flip back and tell me what he said. <laughs> yeah. That he, he was, he was trying to make a point on, and get us to go back on what he said, and everybody just sat there in silence, and he was like, no, really? Like, what does it say? <laughs> like, go back. Yeah, and he's, he's Hispanic, so it's like, 
no, what did he say? No, no, no. Go back. <laughs> Tell me what he said. It was good stuff. And he's Father Ones, from what I understand and from what I've seen, he's a super nice guy. And is I I enjoy just even being in the presence of him because he's just he's fun to be around. He's nice guy, he does a great homily. So I and, I and, I am a sucker for a good homily. Yeah, I like, and I, like I would like preaching. to take Maybe it's the Protestant in me, but I but I like a good I like the preaching in me. I I, I love a good message, man. It's uh to me I it's uh you know, a good homily's fifteen minutes, but a great homily I'm fine with it going like twenty five, thirty minutes, you know. But but that's just that that's just me. Like I, I enjoy yeah, I know, right? I I enjoy that because it's it's multifold, right? I enjoy the edification that's happening, but also I I see the the earnest work and the passion that went into this message, and, and so out of out of just respect for that individual and the hard work that they did to put it together, I just can't seem to you know want it to hurry up. I just I relish in it. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree, and. I would like to take Emily to other, other churches and let her experience some other, other priests and deacons and stuff. Just so, she doesn't, she doesn't expect everybody to be Father Juan. I mean, there's there's younger guys at Saint Clair or younger priests at Saint Clair. There's Father Adrian that's much older, and I've never heard him do a homily. Actually, that was the one that I went to, but I don't remember it. So well, he did I'd the like homily at our he also, yeah. at our wedding. He did the, the homily. Yeah, so that was pretty good. It wasn't Father Juan good, but it was good. <laughs> um, I would like to go to Saint Catherine, Saint Clair, and um, Saint Vincent de Paul. But that's that's yeah. something that'll come down the road. I think we got plenty of time for that before RCIA. Well, I mean, right, even... and there. There, I was just going to say, there's one one thing you will off the bat notice. So there's going to be a few differences from church to church. Uh, most of the time, it's not very different, right? Um, but one thing you will notice a difference is in, in the music. The music, in my experience so far, and I haven't been to that many Catholic churches, but it's a lo- it's different more often than not. And, and I'm talking... You're singing the same song most of the time. You are. But it's, you know, one church is just using an acoustic guitar with an organ. One's just using a giant organ. One's using just a piano. One's using a piano and a guitar. And they sing it in a different style. It's, it's, I think, I think St. Francis is the best. But you, you, well, I mean, not in, you know, in this area that I've heard, I, I, I like it the best, but. You did. You look. You mentioned to me at mass that you, the more and more you liked or you heard the the music, the more you liked it. You still, you still stand by that, brother. I've been on Hallow this entire Hallow week, through. and I've been listening to Gregorian chants on repeat yeah. all week long, all day long. Like it's 
it's to the point where I have Gregorian chant in my head when I'm not listening to it and I want to listen to it. Like they're nice, uh, man. Pange Lingua. I think I'm saying that right. That's my favorite by far. Just the the sound of the women. Is it what? Oh, sorry. I I was gonna look and see just yeah, if, what exactly you're talking about. Go to Hallow. Click on chant Gregory. and then click on um, choral chant or choral hymns. I mean, I listen to music. I wait. What? Choral. Choral hymns. Angelin Lingua, I think is how it's pronounced. I'm practicing Latin, by the way. I've been trying to learn Latin lately. I've been doing pretty good at it this week. But I don't know how to say Pang J Lingua. <laughs> you sound very little... Hawaiian. Very islandy with, with that enunciation. <laughs> I like it. Coral hands. Golly, that thing is all the way at the bottom. Oh, they have beat out my vision. Oh, that's yeah, a that good one's song. a good one, bro. That one's a good one too. I literally start off with that one, let it play into Penge Lingua, and then all the rest I just tone out and just well, not tone out, but like I just I just work because I work with my hands and I just let it play. But I literally will let Penge Penge Lingua play once. I'll start it over, run it again. Started over, run it again. When Emily and I were praying the other night, I put it on in the background. Like, bro, it's it's so good. And I never Whoa. thought I would like music like that at all. Yeah, I can't say I did either, but I because I'm such a history guy, I could kind of see it, you know, just a nostalgic type thing. And, yeah, that's what I generally pray to. Is with a, a Gregorian chant on or something, you know, very old school in its sound. Yeah, but, just for our, all our listeners, NJ Lingua uh, translates to sing my tongue. Sing my tone, you said? Yeah. Yeah, I have Oremos as a book that just means let us pray in Latin. And it's mostly just Latin prayers, you know. And so I try to, like, I can do a fair amount of the Hail Mary, but I, I haven't been consistent with it enough to, like, get good at it, which kind of sucks. But I am getting better at recognizing what different Latin words mean. And so, like, so the second time at Mass... Before uh, you did a prayer in Latin, sing the prayer in Latin, and I don't know that prayer, or it's like a little hymn. I don't know that, but it's we say the same thing pretty much just in English generally, and then sometimes we say it in Latin. I don't know, but yeah, it, like it, it's Saint Vincent. You're gonna hear a little more Latin, you know, when he says. When he goes, instead of saying, let us pray, he's going to say, Oremos. And then you bow your head and, you know, pray. But, um, and then when he hands you, when he, when you receive the body of Christ, he says, Corpus Christi. And you say, Amen. Which is body yeah. of Christ. 
So what yeah. do you say? I was about to say, you just always say amen when you receive the body of Christ. Yeah, they say the body of Christ and you say amen. Do you genuflect? Huh? Do you generally genuflect after you receive the body, or do you just go back? You cross yourself. Um, again, I usually receive on the knee. So, but yeah, you you don't you, you don't kneel and everything. I mean, I guess you, you oh. could if you wanted to, but only ask because at your wedding, some people who were name remain nameless received it and then said amen stepped towards the altar kneeled and then genuflect and then went back wait what when they received the body of christ yes they received the body of christ from father adrian stepped to the side stepped forward oh. took a knee genuflect cross themselves and then go back to their seat I mean, if you want to run it, you know, it's up to you. I, I, I just cross myself. And, you know, I, I, my biggest thing is I like to keep my hands here. I want to keep the posture of submission. And I don't like to break that to receive on the hand. That's just one of my little pet peeves. I like to stay in submission, receive on the tongue. Stand up. I guess I break it when I cross myself, right? But I don't know. It's just they always hand me the hand sanitizer, and I'm like, dude, you're not going to need that, dude. We're not out there long enough. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so you'll you'll you know you'll get your different little variations, and they it's it's nice to see them. And Aaron and I even want to just travel around and and vis- uh, visit different. Uh, parishes so we can just experience and we want to go to the eastern right church that matt fried used to go to which is here in atlanta well somewhere north of atlanta uh, yeah, which that'll be a different experience yeah um but you know it's for instance at saint michael's and auburn you know they're a little bit more formal you know the 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 priest takes his time he's and Father Juan t- or Father Adrian takes his time. Like there's longer pauses. Like we still on our knees. What what are we doing? <laughs> you know, uh, we should be praying. But <clears throat> and that's kind of how uh, Saint Michael's was. There are some long pauses. There's it's a little bit more of a higher mass, if you will. I use that in slang. It's not you know. It's just that they go through a little bit more of a formal. Uh, drawn out process you know maybe it's uh the hymn is a little bit longer they do the full verse which some of them just do the a a, a portion of uh and i don't even know the names of all the hymns but so there's there's just little variations you know that you may have a personal preference leaning towards and you might not uh i'll tell you we clap after the mass at saint francis did you notice that I think so, yeah. And that's I've heard people basically frown upon clapping in mass. Yeah. I <laughs> I'm not going to condemn anybody for it, but I don't clap after mass. Um I think it's a little strange that they do it, but you know, it's Yeah, and I 
the, from what I watched, it was uh, basically talking about you're not clapping out of, I don't remember how I explained it. You'd have to watch the podcast. He basically was just saying you clap because the the priest does good, essentially. But that can be withheld. Like, instead of clapping after he gets done, why don't you just go up to him after when you're leaving and say, hey, Father, that was great. I, I really enjoyed that. I definitely don't agree with clapping in the mass for the priest. Yeah. No. Definitely not. Uh, again, I'm not going to go up to somebody and be like, did you just clap? Y'all going to have to stop clapping now. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to send <laughs> Father, uh, Father Juan a text. Yeah, I'm not going to text Father Juan and be like, hey, we really got to cut this out. Because he'll probably be like, dude, I'm already out of the church anyway. I don't know what he would say, but I wouldn't do that. But So... Um, so I guess lastly, uh, do you want to just maybe go over kind of Emily's, you, you know, how she perceived the mass, her, I guess her first, if you want to, and I know it's, you know, we keep it brief because it's her experience, you know, you're just kind of speculating as another human, uh, but maybe her experience with the first one and then the second, well, uh, second one as well. And just, you know, maybe the, the changes that were involved in that are you you feel comfortable representing her yeah for sure and like i said she's she's already gave me the go to speak on her behalf so um i'd say with the first mass she basically said it felt culty with everybody saying prayers together which i i get it i get it for sure um, I think she just felt uncomfortable and she felt out of place. And again, I, I felt the same way, but I just probably didn't, didn't show it as much as she did. And I'm, I'm pretty much fully on board with it. And she's still got her reservations. Um, she, she had a few comments that didn't really make much sense to me. Like how they didn't speak about Jesus, but we talked that through, and that was nonsense. Essentially, she was just—I think I, I chalked that one up to uncomfortability. To be honest with you, yeah. But, just um, just to chime in here, if you don't mind, I think it's important to remember that you're you're fighting two things. You're fighting the head and the heart. Right, so you're you're fighting this ability to reason, right, through years of um, her traditions that she's used to, right, right. You know, if you guys were waving a flag, or if Brett, or rather, if Wes and I walked into a church and they were waving flags at the front of it, Wes and I would look at, at each other and we would probably turn around and leave. Um, right, yeah. like it's yeah. it, it would just be odd to us. So. It, that that's really kind of more of the heart, though, right? Because that that throws us for a loop because it breaks us from what is our norm. So there's there's the emotional response to the things being different, but then there's also the 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 head knowledge of things being different of why we're actually doing those things, and you're fighting both of them together. Um, so I, I think in those scenarios where she's like, "Well, I, I didn't really feel this, that, and the other," that. 
instead of, and again, just knowing you, I, I know when you said nonsense, you didn't mean it as an, an insult in any way, shape, or form. But just right. instead of saying like, hey, this is nonsense, right, just chalking it up to nothing, it's really just more of a complex of emotions that has to be dealt with. Um, and again, not to make this about me in any way, shape, or form, but on my road back to Rome, uh, I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, and and I, I didn't take seriously the emotional strain that it puts on a spouse in that conversion. And I wished I had. Uh, so just as kind of a, hey, been there, done that, got a t-shirt and a sticker. Uh, <laughs> here you go. All right, go ahead, man. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because that's, again, I think all of these things are not, not talked about enough. So, and, and like you said last week, I can grow in this much faster than hopefully much faster than you and Wes both did because I have both of you to lean on, on knowledge. And that shows just with what you just said. So yeah, I'm definitely not not trying to insult what she said in any way. And I mean, we literally got in the car and her first comment, I said, "What did you think?" And her first comment was, "Well, the lighting was good." <laughs> and hey, obviously, we'll take it, baby. Joking, we'll take but... it. I love them chandeliers too. Joking, but she literally like had planned out saying that she said i was gonna say it to you in the middle of mass but i figured i'd wait till you asked me after <laughs> so, so yeah and i i think i think it was a a, a pile of emotions that she kind of just had to work through and that's something that i want to be there for obviously because i'm going through my own emotions at the same time um but yeah and then from from first mass to second mass, there was a tremendous difference because she was much more susceptible to what was going on. She was much more understanding. She had a little bit more context. She took the time to spend time with God during mass. And it was, to me, it was an all-around better experience. She loved Father Juan's homily. She, she loved seeing, and this is what, I saw in her, she said small things about it, but I saw it in her because she's she's a mother at heart. She loves children. She loves when we're walking in and she sees like a little girl walk up to the font, cross herself, and then go to their pew, take a knee, cross themselves. And then not only that, but we had the blessing of seeing a young man take his first communion at our second mass. That man was wearing a three-piece suit, looking what was better than ever. And they yeah, he was. serious. And he was red-faced and and blushing when everybody started clapping for him. But it was it was it was a beautiful thing because you know somebody else is coming in communion with Christ, and even as young as he is, it's. It's it's a beautiful thing, and she got to witness that. I got to witness that, and she she loved it. So, and not only that, but seeing seeing the whole family, it's not just the the parents, and then the kids are in Bible study or children's church or whatever. You got a whole family taking up a pew, like all seven kids, rowdy, yeah. 
yelling, screaming, like whatever the case may be. And they were vocal that Sunday, but that's, that's fine. And Father Juan even said like, Hey, the kids were vocal this Sunday, but guess what? That's life. And that, that really, I think that really helped her seeing all these families together. Like they're all experiencing mass together. They're all going up there and taking communion together. Even if the kid's not young enough, he goes up and crosses himself. They all go up as one, as one unit, one family, and they come back. And it's 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 really a beautiful thing. And it's she she put it she put it in a great way that it's not only your family, your direct family and bloodline is there, but everybody in the church is like family. So she went from like a cult feeling to like everybody's family feeling. So it was that's the first process of being in a cult (laughs) that that, that actually is very much the same process so just west next next Uh, sunday just take a packet of uh purple kool-aid and just put it in her her missile and see if she gets the reference um yeah (laughs) but in all honesty that's that's actually that's actually something that's really important to me is when when i came back to the faith and was looking at churches and things of that nature the one thing that i wanted is i i didn't want the congregation separated i didn't want the children shunned out of the sanctuary to go sit in kids church now to make that make sense my dad was a kids church minister and i grew up in kids church uh (laughs) and and while i understand that it can be very edifying it it's also distracting and it also robs families of an emotion of growth together um so when i go to a church and i walk through the door and some random child is running down the pew and a kid's screaming and the minister's preaching and it's like okay this is this is a growing church literally i I see the growth right there we just ran past me um and, and they're in here with the family, uh, growing and hearing the word of God, growing up in the sanctuary, understanding our traditions, understanding why it's important, down to just the little things. Like you were talking about, I saw like a six or seven-year-old kid during during taking of the first communion, you know, dressed to the nine in their, in their five, six, 12-piece suits that they're, that they're wearing. Uh, and he went down to the little pew and, and he knelt down and he... He genuflexed and he, he sat down without his parents being there and he, you know, he just felt like, oh, I'm an adult now. I like, you know, and there's a certain sense of accomplishment there. And and to me, as an onlooker, it it's very warming to see. Yeah. Oh, this man, Wes, was in tears. Oh, good for him. Good for him. There are certainly, I don't know why I've never really felt the inclination to cry in church, but there has been, especially in these past years, this is off topic, but in these past, I don't know, two, three, four maybe years that I've really been struggling. Obviously, I've been confirmed Catholic for, you know, two, but these, and the, the struggle has gotten more and more intense and it's like i don't it's almost like a rite of passage like as a catholic like 
Bro, I'm not kidding you. You will talk to Catholics and they'll just they'll just be this nice person and then you'll get to know them and they'll tell you this story about how their kid almost died and they'll just say it in passing and it's like uh <laughs> do you want to like expound on that? Like what? You had to fly back from Africa cuz your kid almost died like and they're just like, "Yeah, it sucked and you know, we made it through and we're thankful." Like, I don't know. It's it's, it's like this. you made it through that gets me like we made it through it's it's whatever like yeah like it's it's like i don't like you didn't i because i'm up front with it i'm like oh i lost baseball and i don't know what to do <laughs> you know and uh these people are like yeah you know or you know my wife died or my my kid almost died and it's like but um so it's almost like this thing like if I, I have hurt in my experience and I, it's limited, but if you meet a Catholic couple, like they're going to have some type of crazy story that is like, like, are you good right now? Do you, do you need to talk? Like, are you over this? Like, you know, I don't know. So, uh, and I kind of forgot where I was. Going. Oh, oh, that's what it was. That, that struggle. What I'm trying to change my mind into seeing it as sanctification, active sanctification. There has just been times where I just, I just feel so heinous, you know. There's sins that I commit that, that I don't want as a as a soon-to-be father and a father, really, uh, and a husband. I don't want to, I don't want to be a slave to those things. So there's just times where in mass where, you know, like when we say, Lord, have mercy on us, it's just like everybody's saying it together. And I don't, I don't know everybody there, obviously, but all of a sudden I don't feel alone. It's like, Hey, you're, you're suffering in sin. So is everybody else here. 